Welcome to Road to Billions Podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur. With your host, Moise Bertrand. Everybody, it is your host, Moise Bertrand, Road the Billings Podcast. It's been an amazing journey, you guys. For those who've been listening and those who've been tapped in on the last couple episodes, um, I appreciate you guys for the feedback and just ratings and review. Um, every time I see the streams up, you guys, I look at it like, damn, you know, people are really tapping in, people are really focusing and honing in on information. And, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to say thank you, you guys, for even like staying, of course, you know, staying along the journey with me and listening throughout all episodes and stuff like that. If you did, if you didn't, you know, hey, I still appreciate you. <laughs> you feel me? Um, but nah, today I just want to say renegotiate your worth, man. And, um, you know, I was going through a situation prior to I even got onto this episode and I was renegotiating with someone who, you know, was a friend of mine, but also was a business partner. And, you know, in business, you know, it's shysty. It could be very cutthroat. Although you guys could be friends or long-term partners or however you want to do it, like relationship, however you want to call it. But, you know, I just felt like at this point in time, everybody should renegotiate their worth. It's the same thing like when I tell you guys and when I tell you guys, when I tell you guys in the past, if you have a job that you're doing and you feel like you're doing exceptionally well in it, why not go to your manager and ask for a pay increase? You know, a lot of people are afraid that they don't deserve these things and that they may create some tension which may happen. I don't know how the corporate world is set up when you ask for a raise. But I do know in the regular business world, when you look to renege on contracts, when you look to renegotiate contracts, it gives you um, that side eye. People give you side eye. And I'm okay with getting side eye. You know, I'm okay with just taking that, um, the uncomfortability in the beginning to make sure I'm comfortable in the end. And I feel like a lot of people, they just want to stay comfortable until that opportunity is given to them or until that idea and thought is presented to them. And I'm the type of person I understand my worth and I understand my skill sets. And everywhere I go around, I look to renegotiate my skills and my, and my, of course, my pay. And what do I mean by that? I mean, say, for example, if I'm doing a marketing campaign for someone or I'm helping someone with real estate. And last year, I probably was charging, let's just say, this is not real numbers, you guys, like $500 per month for social media management, right? That was 2022. But this year, let's just say I'm charging... A thousand, right, per month. That person who's obviously getting that thousand dollar worth of work, they may feel some type of way because last year I was charging five hundred, but I went up five hundred extra. But they may feel like my work is not worth a thousand, even though it is. And a lot of people they don't have a problem paying. It's just the amount of money that's needed to be paid out. You get me? And a lot of people they don't want to renegotiate their contract because they don't want to create tension. They don't want to lose out on friends. They don't want to create animosity. It is nothing like that, you guys, in business or in, in work. Um, you guys do it all the time. You guys do it all the time when you speak to your girlfriend about making um, agreements, things. Or you speak about, you know, just um, trying to get things for cheaper. And, you know, that's cool. You know, everybody renegotiate terms. Like, if you have a relationship, you want to tell her, hey, listen, we're going to go a lot of more dates out this year, you know. Um, last year, you probably didn't go out on dates. That's a renegotiation. You know, I'm going to renegotiate the terms of our relationship. You know, letting you know I'm going to do more. I'm going to put more effort in. The same thing like business. If you're renegotiating your contract, obviously, it's going to ask for a little bit more demand from you. But you're already at that demand. You feel me? You're already providing the safe haven. You're already providing the foundation if already you've been in that business contract with that person. And if you have any, have any fallouts or any problems with that contract, you know, the person who's negotiating with you shouldn't have a problem opening up that discussion, opening up that floor, 
because I look at everybody like, you know, we all in this in this cup, right? Everybody's looking to get a drop, right? Everybody's looking to get something out of something. You get me? Some people are just looking to stay in the cup. Some people are looking to move on to a bigger cup. Some people want to move into like a bigger, bigger cup. You get me? But the only way you're going to be able to get into different cups if you just ask. You get me? You have to ask. You have to be open to just negotiation. You have to be open to conversation. You have to be open to also the word no. Because some people who may have more power over you in business, they're controlling majority of the contract. So their opportunity is seeing if you really did put in the work that you say you would when you were in the contract with this person. If you didn't, the, per- the person you're working with may just have some mixed um, emotions about it. You know, nah, bro, you ain't you ain't do nothing for real. You don't you don't deserve to get a percentage up or a couple more percentages up because you ain't do nothing. The same thing like work. You know, I don't know how you guys move um, and work, but when I heard people in the past get pay raises, that was after a year and two years, man. And they only they only went up like three to five percent. You get me? Which is cool, but what I always urgently tell people, man, just go get a businessman on the side if you work in corporate because. It ain't no point working corporate because you're never going to get rich off corporate. I never heard somebody say, I got rich working a job. I never heard nobody say that. Like, unless you're top, an exec of an app or, like, a really big company, then again, that's still a minuscule amount of people. That's a small percentage. You get me? And after years of doctors and stuff, yeah, they're financially stable, but they may be middle class, but they may not be rich. Rich is when you can literally just say, I have enough money to walk away. You get me? But a lot of doctors and lawyers, they can't really walk away from jobs because they have so much um, debt, you know, and that debt ratio could eat them up if they don't start paying a student loan debt. So they have, they're contracted to that job. They're obligated to continue to work in that job. But if a doctor was to open up a business on the side and have somebody else run it, but negotiate that contract with that person, that person may be willing to work with that doctor because they understand that they're doing most of the work and a doctor is probably just a supplier of funding or capital or even um, assistance and resources. But renegotiating contracts doesn't have to mean, oh, I want more money. I want more percentage. It could just be different terms. It could just be like, okay, for a year, I may only, you told me to drop four albums in a year. I want to drop two albums per year. This is every six months. That takes a lot more pressure off the artist, and it gives the person more bang for their butt because longevity creates prosperity. You get me? The longer it takes to release an album and you have a very big hype around you, it's going to explode. Before albums per year, it may just dilute the whole brand. So a lot of people, they may just be negotiating in terms of thinking ahead. So when you negotiate, you have to think ahead because a lot of people think for now, bro. A lot of people are like, no, I want 10000 for 10%. And the person who was negotiating with you was probably had a budget of 20%. You just left 10% on the table because you were so quick to run um, your mouth. But you didn't understand, like, the whole dynamics of the contract. You had to ask the person, hey, what more is being offered to me for this amount of money? How much could I get out of this with this amount of money? How much could I get out of this because I've been working with you for this amount of years? How much could I get out of this because I've been doing this X, Y, Z for these amount of months and these amount of years with you? I feel like it's only right if I'm, if I'm able to, like, get more compensation for my work, you know? The conversation could be very much easygoing if you bring that tone but I feel like a lot of people, and I feel like a lot of people kind of fall victim to like wanting to be the boss. You know, a lot of people fall victim to wanting to be the leader. 
And that's okay because you should always want to be a boss. You should always want to be a leader. But just know with those type of responsibilities come great power, come great, um, like I said, accountability. And a lot of people dislike the title, to be honest. Like, I don't really care about being called a boss. I don't really care about calling a leader. I just fall into these categories all the time because my work ethic just puts me at uh, front street, you know. And I'm okay with just always giving away more than I should because I want people to feel like they're a part of something, you know. And I feel like once you create that environment where it's 100% in the pie, I'm giving away 45%, that leaves me with 55 I'm cool, you know. But I don't have to hurt and be like, oh, I keep 80%, you keep 20 That sounds like a death row deal. It depends on the terms. It depends on what's being said. But I'm a type of person, like, I like to open up the floor to any type of negotiating negotiation, any type of numbers, because everybody owns a percent of something, you know, and I'd rather everybody own a percent of something. Everybody has an opportunity to get a percentage of something. Why would I want to keep 100% of nothing? You get me? If I have 50% of something that's making 10000 that's five grand a month. You know, if I had 100% of something that's making $0, I'm still like the guy who don't have any business because it's not doing anything. You get me? So find people who are willing to put the work in, Find people who are willing to be with you longevity-wise and find people who are open to transparency and communication because everybody just want to be compensated fairly. You know, I don't want nobody working for my trucking business to feel like they're not getting paid. I don't want no tenants in my house to feel like they're not being taken care of. You know, I don't want none of my business partners to feel like they can't speak to me. You know, sometimes I fell off. No, sometimes I feel off about certain people when I, when I do contracts. And I don't sign the contract, and I don't, I don't look to her and get the contract up and running on the spot because my intuition is always speaking to me, you know? And I feel like a lot of people, they just have to understand, like, once you feel like your place in someone's life should be a lot higher, you bring that up, you know? Women do it all the time to guys. I don't feel like you're taking me out enough. I don't feel like you're showing me en- enough attention, blah, blah, whatever the freaking problem is. But the whole overall gist of it is people are always looking to be heard. People are always looking to be seen. People are always looking to be felt. And that's what a contract is. I want to be felt. I want to be heard. I want to be understood. If you don't feel like the terms that I'm saying to you can't be, you know, agreed on, then we may have some type of, you know, confusion and problem a little bit. You know, not necessarily a big problem, but this is, you know, a situation we have to take care of. Because in the past, I've seen so many people hurt and sign, right? And then they get fucked at the end because they don't understand what they just signed. You just signed the 360 deal with no money up front, and then you only get paid if the company gets paid after three years. That's what's, that's literally the type of contracts people will sign, and they don't understand. Like Once you sign a contract, you technically are agreeing to anything and everything on there, right? whether you read it or not. So me as a person who is very um, detailed, I like to look over everything, you know? I like to look over the, the person I'm doing business with. I like to look over the terms. I like to look over the duration. And I just look like, I like to look at the scope of work of pretty much what is the responsibilities and roles that I'm being asked of, you know, in this contract. And I'm being, and, and, am I being fairly compensated for this type of work? So when I constantly tell people, listen, man, it's easier said than done. You know, you just got to be able to have that conversation with whoever you're doing business with. If you're doing business with your spouse or your partner or anybody, like, in business, ask that question. Hey, can we renegotiate the contract? The, the contract could have been um, valid for three months, you know? Like I said, it doesn't have a timeline on it. But most people be like, nah, man, you got to wait. You got to wait. You feel me? But I do feel like a great a great partner would just be like, okay, we'll just 
opening that discussion. They may not sign or change the terms, but you tell them the person, hey, listen, like in six to a year, like I want to be able to change this percentage from like 10 to 15, like 15 to 30. You feel me? Just because you want to plant that seed in somebody's ear, because if you tell the person, hey, listen, like next year I'm, I'm looking to get my contract a little bit up if that's possible, and you just want to see the person's reaction, and if the person don't give you the reaction, that's all you need to know, you know, because someone who you're helping should want you to move up, you know, should want you to earn a little bit more based off your work history, based on your work ethic. And I feel like a lot of people fall victim to, like, being shy, to feel like they're not really worth that much. Listen, I feel like I'm worth a billion dollars, bro. You feel me? I mean, I have a billion yet, but I feel like I already have everything in my life. So I'm only showing up as that person that my future self will want me to show up as, you know? So in five years, if I didn't, if I didn't negotiate my contracts this year or the year before, I can't complain about how five years may be hard for me. But if I sit down and I do my due diligence and I put all my time and effort into this contract and renegotiation, five years could be totally different from what somebody else probably could have signed on their contract. And I'm not saying we're in the same industry. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not a rapper or anything. I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm just saying the contract you're signing today, what is it that's going to make you um, successful from it in the next three to five years? Is this contract worth your time? Is this business worth your time? Is the profit worth your time? Because we're only getting older, you guys, and I feel like a lot of people, they don't want to talk about money when they get older because that's such a touchy subject. But I feel like the people who talk about, about money usually are the people who are going to have it. And that's the old Chinese saying, like, the, the people who are afraid, don't verbatim quote me on this, but it said the people who are afraid to talk about money usually don't have it. The people who usually talk about money, sooner or later the money will, will, will find them or they have the money. You know, people who like talking about money, like, they get into it. I love talking about money. Boom, boom, boom. I don't like talking about nothing else. I don't like talking about women all the time, gossiping, food, all this bullshit. I don't like talking about that. I like talking about the money, the contract. Show me the contract. Show me the numbers. Show me the deal. You know, I love things like that because it cre- it creates a safe haven for me, knowing that if I don't participate, I'm still taken care of in the back end. You know, if I do participate, I'm still taken care of in the front end. You feel me? So we could always chill talk about other things, but the foundation of business is contracts. The foundation of business is knowing that we all have an obligation to make things right, and we all have the opportunity to change our lifestyle depending on who we're working with and how we negotiate things. And I feel like a lot of people should stop doing handshake deals because in the past, I did handshake deals and people did some green shit to me, you feel me? And I kind of had like a bad taste in my mouth. And, you know, not only that, but just like people agreeing, like verbal agreements, like no, bro, you told me this and this and that, and it's not, not all that is, is crazy, you feel me? I love all my brothers. I love everybody I work with. I, I respect everybody. I, I literally look up to everybody I work with. But then again, I tell everybody I work with, business is business. You know, if I lock this contract in with you, it's cool what other relationship we have outside of this business. But just know the foundation of this contract is right here. The foundation of this business is right here in this contract. You feel me? You can't ask me to do more. You can't ask me to do less. Now, if I'm able to do more, I, I will. If I'm able to do less, I will. But the terms of this contract is what's being said. The rules of what this partnership is about. You know, the roles, the responsibilities. You feel me? We don't need to be friends after the partnership. We don't need to be friends after this contract because a lot of contracts in the past have created a lot of tension between family members, between friends, and between lovers. Like, as you guys can see, it happens all the time. People feel like they were ripped out or finessed out of a contract 
you know, record labels may be taking advantage of certain people who may not understand the whole money and labeling situation. And that could just be a 360 deal that so many people got themselves into. Now, two, three years, four, five years later, they're still in a fucked up situation because they didn't take the time to renegotiate or negotiate their contract. You feel me? When I'm doing contracts, I'm always making sure I'm protecting myself in the beginning. You know, what is it that my future self will tell me to do now? You feel me? What type of words and what type of, um, you know, what type of words could I throw in there to make sure I'm straight? You know, when you hear words like perpetuity, that's forever. You get me? I have some contracts that have perpetuity in it, but because I know the the essence of the contract, I know the benefit of the contract, I'm okay with doing that. You know, I'm okay with sometimes having sometimes terms with people, like certain amount of years with people. I'm okay with having a certain amount of um, responsibilities with people, you know, certain amount of things I can say to people. All these things I listen to contract, you know, the, the operating times, you know, the emails, you know, I don't work on weekends. You know, this, these things are things that you got to make sure you include every and little thing in contract because you signing and the other person signing, oh, don't forget to put that. The person will look at you like too late. You sign first, or if I sign first and you still sign, you're supposed to, you know, renegotiate that or bring it back to my attention. But like I said, you guys, you guys got to be able to negotiate. If you're a nursing, um, travel, if you're a travel nurse, negotiate your contract because a lot of people out there, they just ask for a little bit more. You can negotiate anything. Everything is up for negotiation when the price is right. You feel me? I could buy somebody car cash if I just offer them the amount of money they want or want to hear. You feel me? I could buy somebody house cash if they if they see that type of money, if they hear what type of money I'm offering them, and I'm contracting and negotiating some terms on why I should give them this money, on why they should take this certain amount of money and let me pay them back extra in the back end. Like, all these things are things that people in business, you know, we do. I didn't get my MBA. I don't have an MBA. I have an only uh, bachelor's in health science. And still, I still dominated the health science field. You know, I had a three point what one and shit like that. Like I was still balling. Like it was cool. Health, like school and education is so easy to me. You feel me? Like I could go into any industry and I could dominate it. You feel me? But what's gonna cost me more money? Education. What's gonna cost me less money? Business. And what's gonna make me more money? Business. You feel me? Like I don't know how everybody else' financials are set up, but I noticed that when I worked a job, I had less money. When I when I was working for myself and grinding and starting businesses, even though I didn't have as much money as people who, quote, unquote, had more money than me, we were still living the same life. And I was still able to pay my bills, car note, phone bill, insurance, food, travel the world, like clothes, like furnish my apartment, like do the things I want to do while still living the life I want to live. But then you have people who may have the same type of lifestyle for me, but their contract, their 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 negotiation skills isn't up to par, or they probably wasn't able to put that in their contract. Or if they had a job, they may not even have included what they wanted on their sign-in bonus. No, you know what? I want my sign-in bonus. I want it split up between all my checks. I don't want it up front, you know? I don't want to claim my I want to, I'm going to withhold my taxes this year. You know, you, you started negotiating things like that. You withhold your taxes. You get a big-ass tax lump. I think that's how it works. You withhold your taxes. You take a big-ass tax lump. Or your, your check is getting fully um, full paid out. You just take care of your taxes at the end. But if you have a plan, you're able to do something with that. You know, the plan is being able to set yourself up from one plan to the other. You have to be able to catapult yourself from one plan to the other, from one business to the other. Your old investments have to pay for your new investments. Your new investments have to pay for your future investments. 
You get me? But the only way you're going to be able to take off if your old investments is working. You feel me? Like, if I never bought real estate, you know, two years ago, I would never have been thinking about business in a, in a larger form, in a larger way, because real estate, it shows you nothing but contracts. Contracts with these, contract with the realtor, contract when you're buying a house, contract when you got with your contractors. You know, it's contract, 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 you know? So when you have all these contracts coming along and going back and forth, your only obligation is not only to read over them, but also renegotiate. If someone's offering you a proposal to work you in business, hey, I have a contract, bro, like you take care of the merch, I take care of the marketing you know, that's a cool contract, but let's, let's, let's dive into it deeper. How much marketing per month? How many people are you actually going to take care of with this merch? How many sales are we, are we aiming to have? You know, what money is going to be used? Because if I'm doing marketing, am I supposed to bring out my own money or are you going to pay? Like, it's so many things that people don't really think about when it comes to negotiation that when I speak to people, I make sure I lay down the foundation of the details. Listen, man, I'm going to work. I'm going to work with you. This is not me working for you because I always make sure everybody knows that. Unless you work in corporate, like I said, it's a different talk game. But for business, I'm not working for you, man. I work with you. If you either you hired me as an independent contractor or you hired me as a, as a marketing group or you hired me as a developer or a mentor, I don't work for you. You feel me? I work with you. I work alongside you. This is a partnership because if I'm working for you, that just technically means you're ordering me around. I didn't work my whole life to be ordered around. I worked my whole life to be free. You feel me? If I wanted to be ordered around, I would have got a job. You feel me? But the point of this discussion is whenever you're negotiating a contract, you should always think about the best interest of yourself. Yes, a lot of people say what's best for the business, but what is going to take care of Mo at the end of the day? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to feel stressful six months later because I signed a bad deal. I don't want to not make no money in six, eight a year because I signed a deal and I understand the terms say, say risky. It wasn't never guaranteed. You know, like all these things that you have to take account of, the words, the context, how it's, how it's set up, what agreements is being used. You know, everything that's being said, I need you guys to review. If you have a lawyer, that's, that's great as well. But most of the time, lawyers will cost, will cost you a little chunk of change if they have to review it, you know, 250 probably $300. Um, but that is just protecting your livelihood. You know, so it all depends on how you want to word and go about it. When I read contracts, the most I get in, in contract pages is probably like three or four pages. I tell the person, give me a few days, I'm going to look it over, and I read everything. I print it out, and I highlight everything. You know, I run it through um, I run it through software that pinpoint things out. You know, I run it through um, software that's allowing me to reorchestrate what's being said. You know, if I, if I don't understand something verbatim, I'm just going to copy that text, upload it to something, it's going to give me a paraphrase of it, and then from that point, I know what the, para the paraphrase is saying. You know, oh, this person, blah, blah, blah. oh, in other words, you're saying I can't bring nobody on to the deal because this is me and you deal. Okay, cool. Well, I want to bring somebody in on the deal, so how do I renegotiate that? You know, just little simple things like that, like using software to, re to paraphrase contract um, terminology and sentences, paragraphs, you know, having someone else who's in business to look over the contract and also reading over the industry um, standards of the numbers as being um, involved in this contract. So contracts, you guys, renegotiating re your work, renegotiating, understand what you bring to the table probably might, you might be undervaluing yourself telling yourself you want, to do, you want to have a certain amount of money in this contract, certain amount of terms, and the person who brought you seen your value before you did, you know? So how do I, how do I keep people relying on me? I provide exceptional work, exceptional work ethic. You know, I provide everybody with transparency, and I provide everybody with um, tranquility. You know, everybody who works with me understand bet, 
I'm working with him. I know he's already going to be taken care of. You know, I'm working with him. I already got a trip, so I'm okay with giving him a little bit of extra because he deserves this. And I've been doing entrepreneurship for four to five years already, you guys. I went through the struggle, you know. Sometimes I go through the struggle every once in a while because I got to bounce back. But that's the whole point of business. You up, you down. You up, you down. But like I talked in these other podcasts, you could be down for three months in the next six, eight, you know, nine months. You just made 30, 40, 60, 80, 100 grand. You was down three months in the early year. People thought you wasn't going to make it. And then, boom, you made someone's salary in six months. You feel me? However you made it, however you did it, you did it. You feel me? So that's the all, that's the only point of life. Like, make sure you're taken care of after you sign your contract. Make sure you take care of before you sign your contract. Knowing who you who you working with. Knowing who you going who do, who you doing business with. Like, if you if you like working with people who look like you, that's cool. If you like working with people who don't look like you, that's cool. You know, you always want to work with everybody and also have a mutual understanding. Like, this is what's going on because I'm putting this amount of work in. And this is the amount of effort that's being put in as well. And this is the result of both of those things, my work and my result. You feel me? Um, my, my work and my, and my passion. You feel me? So you put those two together, man, you will have a great contract because people see your worth already. And people don't have to try to dilute your version of what you feel like you're actually worth. If you're worth 150 mil, you, give, you tell those people you want 200 M's. You feel me? The most they were bringing it down to was probably 185. But you made it. You made it past 150. My, um, I heard, I heard something in the past when I was negotiating. Someone almost told me, if you're buying something, aim low. The only way is to go up. But if someone's offering you something, aim high. And the only way is to go down. So remember that, you guys. Like if someone's offering you something, like I said, aim high. The only way is to go down. But if you're offering something, aim low. And the only way is to go high. Once again, I appreciate you guys for listening to Road to Billings podcast. If you haven't already, listen to Real Estate Bag Talk with me and Chris Daniels. We was going in on that. We was dropping so many gems, man, from other episodes as well. Continue to listen and continue to um, show love. I'm going to go ahead and get that video I was supposed to drop for buying your first real estate investment property up and running um, by this week. Man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you guys, for not having that up and running. I just been, um, I was under the weather a little bit, then I went to Columbia, then I, you know, moved it around a little bit, so... I'm always looking to keep you guys entertained, not only with knowledge, but with visuals as well. So I respect everybody who's been giving me the feedback and who've been tuning in. I appreciate everybody. And once again, it's been an amazing journey. You guys continue to follow your dreams. Thank you, guys.